Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David and with me is Young Bo. What's up? How's it going, man? <laughs> it's going good, man. How's it going with you? It's pretty good. I'm actually, uh, this is the weirdest I've ever done the podcast. I'm actually in a bed in a hotel and I'm talking to you on my phone right now. Are you hospital. on the bed or are you in the bed? I'm in the bed, dude. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. This is the sexy, the sexy edition. In bed gonna, with gonna, Bo. <laughs> yeah, in bed with Bo. That's in bed hilarious. with Bo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, making that uh, awesome joke was uh, the dulcet tones of Mr. Wren. How you doing? Great. How you doing? I'm glad you didn't introduce me as Young Wren. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start. I gotta stop doing that. I, I actually referred to a 50 year old woman as Young. <laughs> so the other she day, loved it. No, and she was like. What was that? You're my new best friend. <laughs> so, uh, so listeners will know, will know uh, Ren from Forty Two Geek Street, uh, who uh, were smart enough to have me as a special guest uh, in one of their past episodes, <laughs> and uh, I, I loved it a lot. It was a, it was a lot of fun, and uh, they seemed to like me as well, which is you know good. So, the, so we decided to get uh, Ren on uh, our show uh, for two reasons: uh, one, because he's cool. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah, uh, and because uh, our contest of champions for this episode is uh, all about uh, uh, serial kills from the films and stuff, and Ren loves that stuff. Yeah, I love um, zombies, killers, horror, general. That's a bit creepy, dude. So, <laughs> and, and I'm with you right now. Do you feel a bit worried? I know. I'm actually. You're physically here in the studio, <laughs> but uh, and Bo's, and Bo's, in, Bo's in a bed. <laughs> Bo's in yeah. bed with Bo and Slashy Ren. Poor David. Love, I'm starting to feel a bit my weird. Pants on. Do you actually have pants on, Bo? Tell me you don't. Yes, yes. No, I left my pants on. I, I was like, I thought Bo does it. Even I get away with it, I felt like it was weird if I took my pants off. But but you said but you record you recorded the nude. You said. <laughs> yeah, a, I forget about that. Here's the no. perfect opportunity. I guess it's the fear that he might actually hit the camera button by accident. Yeah. <laughs> or tweeted. Yeah. I was going to call this episode Clash of the Slashes in, in honour of our Contest of Champions, but now I'm going to call it In Bed with Bo. In Bed with Bo. <laughs> mm, yeah. So let's, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's uh, hit the ground running with uh, pop culture news. Now we've got uh, quite a few news items. Quite a few, a lot, quite a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks in the in the world of pop culture. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, first up, we had a couple of trailers released for some new TV shows. Uh, one of those was Gotham, uh, which looks pretty damn cool. Set in uh, the pre-Batman days, so Batman's actually a teenager at this point, and uh, it's basically going to focus on Commissioner Gordon. Well, before he becomes the commissioner, so Sergeant Gordon, I assume. Um, or Lieutenant Gordon or whatever, as, as a cop who then sort of sort of rises through the ranks and uh, eventually becomes the, the commission that we all know and love. And uh, i got to say, it looks pretty impressive. What do you reckon? Yeah, I kind of liked it. I'm not sure what they're going to focus on. Like, it did look like it was just Gordon. Hmm. Um, and um, the, you've got all the little characters, like in the preview, so not spoiler or anything. Yep. In the preview, they got up, you know, the Penguin, the Catwoman, the Riddler, the Poison Ivy. You see them as a lot younger, either as kids or young adults. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're going to... Hopefully... I like Orangin stories. I want to see a bit of action as well. I want to see a bit of... Yeah, um, there'll, there'll be a bit of... Bit of there'll be a bit there needs to be a bit of, of death. You know? I'm thinking there might be a bit of Boardwalk Empire type action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some sort of gangsters like, Yeah, and that's what sort of made the Star Wars. You know all the gangsters part? Because the Star of the preview, there's a bit of gangster bits and yeah. there's all that kind of stuff. But yeah, as long as they do the part with the Orangins well. Yeah, I agree. I tell you, I, I, I'm really handing out to see how they do Poison Ivy's origin. Mm. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. I, I really, I really dig the trailer. I think this looks good. I think it's a really good, 
good premise for a TV show. Um, this is not CW, right? No. Okay. <laughs> off I was about no. to say, it's like all of these DC TV shows are being put out by CW. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'm glad this one's not. I think that's going to mean that it's it's going to be a little grittier. Are you guys watching Arrow? I um, got the, everything oh. but the finale. Oh really? Okay, cool. I gave up after season one, so it's not not because it was terrible. Yeah. I just I've just got too much on my plate. You know what I mean? So um, I just spent plus less. I mean, it's, I just I just hope they've sort of they've sort of moved away from that CW stuff, like Bo said. It's like with this, you know, the the love triangles and all. Well, that was my biggest my biggest bugbear with this whole thing was the whole it looked like days of our lives for some of it you could, yeah. you could actually turn on the um, eight, um this show and f- if you didn't for five minutes it looked like a proper days of our lives kind of show yeah yeah you know they're talking about love and how yeah. you hurt my feelings and all, they're all make up up and it's all like hmm Oh, the amount of makeup that girl wears was, was just insane. Was it and, the, and the daughter, so uh, the ex girlfriend, yeah, the daughter. And the daughter yeah. and... oh, anyway, yeah, enough arrow. Uh, the other, <laughs> the other trailer that was listed, which, uh, which I'm really excited about, was uh, Constantine or Constantine, depending on who you believe. Uh, which is just, this <laughs> yeah. just looks awesome. I haven't seen the trailer, but I didn't even know they're making a show. Yeah, yeah. And the guy they've done for it, um, they've pick for the role he looks pretty cool in in the preview he looks yeah. pretty sort of um like the one-liners not really one liner but sort of he says smart sort of things you know yeah so they're gonna so they're, it's kind of a mix between uh the comics it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna have as much as the comics as as they can uh and they've actually incorporated some of the movie mythology as well which i think is pretty cool even though the movie's not that good i'm a big fan of it but it's a lot closer skewed to the comics which is very very cool um and so it basically deals with uh constantine who when he was younger, so he uh, tried to do an, uh, an exorcism uh, on a girl, and that he failed, and so the girl's soul got taken away, and so he got damned as well. It's like, well, now you're damned to hell for you know, and uh, when you yeah, die, that's in the preview, yeah, yeah, in the preview, which is awesome, and and uh, he has the ability to see the world for the way it is, and he sort of meets up with this girl who also has that ability, and he sort of and basically takes her under his wing, and it hints at a larger sort of uh, conspiracy to it. Well, it has. it's like it's got some background, something going on, because constantly doing that preview, they get a, what's on the way? Something's on the way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like, it's almost like supernatural, yep. except you take one brother out, you put more <laughs> demons in, and a more nasty, something big's coming. Yeah, yeah. And he was, yeah, exactly, no, exactly right, the apocalypse is on the way. And uh, Constantine uh, himself, I think they've just got it. They've got it. They're just just from the preview alone, because he just he had the attitude. Yeah, the attitude. That's what was really he, cool. He looked right, and uh, I just, oh know, wow, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm really excited for this. Just just hopefully he doesn't go the CW route and and have some sort of ridiculous yeah. sort of the, the huh? scene the scene in the in the mental asylum. Oh, that you, was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Is that <laughs> when um he walks up and goes oh and walks away and goes yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, uh, I better do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and at the end when he, in the preview when he walks away, yeah. yeah. And he's like, she did it. She did it. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Classic. If they do that show right, it could last a while. Yeah, and I can't wait to see I, it. I could really see, I could really see even you know non comic book fans uh, falling in love with that show. Now we've got uh, before we move on to our major piece of news, we've got to just just a quick uh, sort of recap. A couple of episodes ago, uh, we mentioned the that Adam Driver had been hired as one of the cast members for the new Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Seven. When that announcement was made, his his friend, uh, one of his cast members fr- from uh, the show Girls that he's on, let slip that he was cast as a villain. 
And then so then, you know, it was confirmed that he was cast. He was in the photo and all that sort of stuff. And it, and it looked right. He looked right as a villain. I, I, I can go with that. I can see him with the goatee, you know, Mirror Universe style. <laughs> um, but uh, it's now recently been slipped, apparently, that uh, it's... And this, I just want, I've got to strictly say this is rumour. It hasn't been confirmed uh, as, of, as of this point. But it's also been let slip that he is, in fact, playing one of the solo children. Now, we've been saying yeah, for the last couple, of, well, last couple of episodes that, you know, now, even though the Expanded Universe has been... Uh, discarded that we hoped that if because clearly they're going to go with the children I mean that's pretty obvious but if they do that they name them after the the, the, the use the names that were used in the books which are Jaina and and uh, Jason I'm now 100% sure that they are in fact going to do that and that Jason yeah. is now, now that Adam is is rumoured to be one of the children and we already know he's going to be a villain that he will in fact be Jason and they're going to go with this Jason turning to the dark side Darth Cadia story so I'm really excited. Like I'm really excited about this because that's a cool story. The whole Jaina, Jason, sort of, uh, sort of conflict is uh, one of the cool things about the expanded universe story. So, if it turns out to be true, you heard it here first. We predicted it. <laughs> it is going to happen. So, moving on to our, uh, our our major piece of news. This is uh, one of those sort of pop culture events that blew the internet apart. Uh, but they actually uh, released a photo of what Batman looks like in the Superman versus Batman movie. And uh, so it's uh, Ben Affleck, as everybody knows. Let's not get started on the, the controversy of Ben Affleck. But uh, so it's a it's a black and white picture of Batman standing next to the newly redesigned Batmobile, which off the bat looks awesome. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, then you got but you actually got Batman himself looking a bit depressed. I must, I must admit. Have you seen the pictures on the internet about that? Yeah, they've yeah. cut that out and they've put it around situations of him being all sad about it. There's, there's, there's one. One of my favourites is, uh, is uh, damn it, I left, I locked the keys of the car again. Yeah, which is a pretty cool one. But in terms of the photo itself, is it's, it's got a bit of controversy in terms of just how bulky he is. They've, you know, some cruel people have suggested that he is in fact fat, uh, which I just don't, I don't agree with at all. I, I don't think he's, I think he's. I mean, I think he's he's big and muscly in an older man sort of way because he is meant to be an older an older man at this point. So he's older than than uh, Superman. He's been around for a while. So I just, I just don't see I don't see fat at all. I I just see a big what, imposing just, dude. Is that just from this one <laughs> shot they've said that they no, think he's just fat. from this one shot? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know you know, you know what like. but uh, but the, in terms of the actual suit itself, I'm a fan. I think it's cool. It is black. It is it's. it's important to point out that it is black and white but I think it looks pretty cool if someone's tried to c- colourfy it yeah. I saw on the internet yeah, yeah. and they showed that around the bat symbol um, there's like it's grey so it's almost like the old sort of style look yeah. but not too grey just it's like a dark grey so it sort of melds into a black but you've got a couple of tone changes but I don't know oh, if it's wow. them changing it themselves. You just don't know. Well, there was there was a couple. There's been a, a, a sort of like a selection of uh, photo photoshops where they've added color and stuff. I did see your one, which I think is probably the closest. Um, there, but there's also a whole bunch of ones that changed it to the new Fifty Two style, <laughs> which surprisingly looked pretty cool. Uh, the Jim huh. Lee style, the Adam West style. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one where he goes mad and becomes like the Batman of Planet Whatever and <laughs> during the Grand Morrison run, that sort of stuff. So they've had all those sort of changes, which all look pretty cool. Uh, but I do think, yeah, the one that you mentioned, I think, is going to be the closest to the reality, I think. Mm. But I think it looks cool. I'm, I'm so handing out this. It's still good to see that. Even though you know it's being shot, it's still good to see that it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. It's, 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 and it, they're so close-fisted with, the, with uh, spoilers and stuff on this. It was, uh, it was pretty surprising to see this. I wonder how it was leaked. 
Zack Snyder released it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like. I was thinking, like, what if the. What if it was like an Instagram for one of the sound guys? Yeah, no, like no, it was, it's, it's, official, it's an officially released photo. I think they're just basically just riding on the coattails of the, of the Star Wars Episode Seven cast photo, really. But uh, yeah, but, but Zach, I mean, Zack Snyder has said in the past just how how eager he is to sort of get he he just he wants to tell people about this sort of stuff, but of course he can't because he's under contract not to, and uh, he doesn't want to spoil anything, but he wants to show people just how cool it all is. You know what I mean? He's like a kid in a. You know, in a toy box. Yes. Well, they'll be proud of what they're doing. Yeah. And it can't show much, but it's probably good to put occasional little things out there. Yeah. Because the more you build yeah. it up, people will just be going crazy about it when it finally out. Because isn't it competing with the next Captain America when it comes out? I believe so, yeah. yeah. It's the same release date, so they're going to have to really build it up. I don't think it's much of a contest. If it's well, a Captain after, America 3. Well, after hearing your um, Captain America review the other day, yeah. like, you're like... Loving it and saying yeah. it's almost one of the best. It was. Them. I I really really enjoyed Winter Soldier. I won't deny it. So now you get the choice. But the Superman versus Batman. It's no contest. You well, I think really the way it's going to work, you're just going to have to see both on the same day. No. Well, yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I, I probably will. Let's be honest. <laughs> cool. So that's uh, that's that's all the news I've got. Did you have anything, Bo? Uh, well, there was also the Flash trailer. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I tra- I yeah, didn't. The Flash I, I forgot all about that because I thought it looked crap. <laughs> yeah it just looks like arrow to me it, it looks because the teaser i saw actually you know had arrow in it i mean i think it's just an arrow spin-off show yeah yeah um, he does he does appear in arrow at in one of the one or two of the episodes so oh okay yeah. see yeah I, I i quit watching arrow uh much for the reason you said like i'm just watching so many things already mm. and it, it wasn't good enough to to make me stick with it i'll probably will someday pick it all up and watch it all at once I like the young. I like the young dude that's playing the Flash. I think he's pretty cool, and I think he might be, yeah. bring a bit of personality to it. But I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and how different is it really going to be than than Hera? Exactly. It's still CW it at, the end of, at the end of the day, faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> cool. All right, let's uh, move on to the reviews. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. And it is going to send us back to the Stone Age. Let's start with our special guest, eh? How's that? Special guest Ren, and uh, he's going to be reviewing Godzilla. That was an interesting show to try and even catch. Because <laughs> uh, if you're aware that uh, at Melbourne Central yesterday they had the uh, X Men, um, yeah, the X Men and all that. Yeah. So that actually had cancelled all their shows, all their screenings of anything, and they just had X Men Days of Future Past actually showing there yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so I was there going, oh, I'm here to watch Godzilla. <laughs> 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 and I couldn't get tickets for the X Men, so in the end, I cracked it, went home, had dinner, and then went to High Point, another place, and watched it last night at like ten o'clock at night. Oh wow. man, I actually had tickets to see the X Men preview, the, pre- the premiere. Did you? Yeah, there you go. I did. I decided not to not to go. I wasn't feeling too good at it, but also because they they said flat out no interviews with uh, Peter Dinklage and Hugh Jackman. And yeah, stuff I can like understand that. that. And I was like, well, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. And I had a friend who went, 
And he, yeah, he, he said it was, pretty it crazy was an there. absolute circus. And I was like, nah. It was a circus. You couldn't even get up the escalators or anything. <laughs> I snuck up and went up and lifts at the back. But um, <laughs> with, with Godzilla, uh, I have to admit, I've never watched the old Godzilla. Oh, so- my God. <laughs> You've never seen the original Godzilla? No, nah, it's not something that really would excite me, I guess. There's like 20 Godzilla films. You haven't seen a single one? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> This was your first Godzilla movie, really? It was really? my first Godzilla movie, because I saw, I, I don't know, I always see these movies where you got this guy in a suit jumping around, just jumping on buildings <laughs> or whatever, I just never got too interested. But, um, That's awesome. But when I saw um, the preview for Godzilla, you, you've got, uh, it's got like a bit of a Cloverfield sort of feel, it's got some sort of, you're not yeah. sure that in the preview they got like, they light up the light and you can sort of see the skin and it's sort of yeah. something being, they got the sounds right, they got the water flowing. Um, I thought this could be a good tragedy disaster movie that I'd like to watch. Right. From I had Ron with me from he was also in Forty Geek Street. From what he said, from what he's seen before, is it, they've kept it very traditional. Mm. They've kept a lot of aspects um, from the previous movie because it's, like, it's kind of like a sequel. Yep. And yeah, so they've kept all traditional parts. So if you're someone who likes tradition, they've they've done it in here. Yeah. At the sacrifice of how it looks, they've done that kind of stuff. I agree. I agree. It's it's that when they when they were told uh, they were allowed to do it, uh, they had sort of certain conditions that had to be done. Like it had to start in Japan, and you had to be born from you know radioactive uh, sort of stuff, and sort of sort of sort of keep that sort of yeah. That's in there, and they kept and they, <laughs> and they did keep all that. So yeah, that's cool. What did you think of it? Oh, well, wait till you get to the angels. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my only thing is, I felt there was a lot more acting than I expected in there. <laughs> Too much acting <laughs> for a movie. No, because I wanted to see death and destruction. I wanted to see, I wanted to see a monster ripping the hell out of the city and people screaming and all the other little stuff. Yeah, I just felt there was a little bit of um, not enough tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> not enough little people being stopped. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did some of the effects nicely. Yeah. with the water and. Um, I'm trying not to spoil too much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, but I liked how they did Godzilla. I yeah. like how, uh, how, um, he, he has a brain. You won't, I won't give too, any more than that away. <laughs> <laughs> There's one, there was one guy on the internet trying to convince people that he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't actually speak, though. He doesn't. I just want to put that out there. He does not speak. <laughs> it's very clear. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just more of the noises they make and the yeah. movement they do that could give away what they're trying to do. Yeah. that's not. A, I'm not even going to throw spoiler word out there. He doesn't He doesn't speak. Because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what would his voice be like? Very deep? Very horsey? Who knows? I don't know. A bit of watery? Was it still... Have you seen Cloverfield? Yes. But it's better, it's better than Cloverfield, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Right. But I like um, some of those. I was hoping oh. to have little monsters running around, you know, oh. some of those movies where they get the ones that go into the platforms and they chase people down. Like the like the, Ameri- <laughs> like the American remake of, of Godzilla with the little raptor things running around. Yeah, that's kind of oh, cool too. That's terrible. Come on. I just love seeing people. It just, you can't get away from it. Because sometimes you see these big monster movies and you think, well, I mean, sure, if you're in a big building, you're going to get de- destroyed. Yeah. But, you know, they can't really hunt. Like, it's like little ants. They're not gonna, you're not going to... You don't chase down an ant. Well, I, you may not, but... Uh, <laughs> Unless you're sick and demented. Well, I, I, an ant killed my parents, all right? I, I go after all ants in vengeance. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you seen it, Pippo? No, I haven't seen it. Me and Matt were talking about going to see it tonight. Oh, do it. I've heard mixed stuff. Like, at the con uh, that we were at today, like, most... Like, a lot of people came up saying that they went and saw it last night. 
Um, I think it, it just came out here last night. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people were saying that Brian Cranston's only in it for a little while. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, I guess I kind of... <laughs> and he acts pretty well, though. His acting's pretty good. Like, you well, know, he's Brian Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> Cranston, man. Oh. He can act, he can he's a Cranstonator. <laughs> the Cranstonator. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, no, I get, well, you know, to, to answer your question of what I thought, it was... Um, I thought I thought it was a mixed bag. I thought every every single time Godzilla was on the screen, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. They just they got Godzilla yeah. right and all that sort of stuff. All the action sequences and all that sort of stuff, especially the end sequence, uh, was very very cool. There, but there is there is way too much acting. You're right. It's and and the problem is is the the tone, <laughs> the, the tone, the tone. So it's not just me. No, no, it's not just you. That's, that's why I, that's why I found that so amusing. And it, it, it's in exactly how you say it in, in in terms of there's not just too many humans, it's too much acting. Like whenever Brian Cranston's on screen, he's like the major presence, and and he's not there for long. And then but his the, scenes aren't pa- are powerful. Yeah, like they're, 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 they're important, yeah. and he really yells out something or he really says <laughs> yeah. something. Well, the rest is just you know. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Then it, then it shifts. <laughs> then it shifts to his son. Yeah, he's basically just a paper bag. Like he's basically just a head on a stick. He's like, there's, there's, there's no, no acting range, and he's played by uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think his name is is the guy from Kickass, who I, who I like, quite like from Kickass and you know other stuff that I've seen him in. Um, but in this, he just he has no personality, and it's the same for the rest of the humans. Other than Brian Cranston, none of the humans have any personality. Mm. And you just don't care That's what like, happens to them. <laughs> you know, and poor, poor Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, because every scene she's in, she's on the end of a telephone. You know, That's an exaggeration, but it's ridiculous. It's just, and I also find it kind of creepy that in this film, uh, Aaron and Elizabeth are husband and wife, and in the very next film they're in together, they're brother and sister. What's that about? <laughs> That's just getting creepy. That's getting everywhere, isn't it? Like in Star Wars, Game of Thrones. What is this? Yeah. So, so I think yes, yeah, so it was a, it was a, it was a mixed bag. I mean, but I still, I still enjoyed it. I'm still glad I saw it. Yeah, same here. What do you think? Its viewability is like reviewability. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it again. How long before the, you watch it the, again? Well, I guess it was the same sort of level as Pacific Rim. You know what I mean? I mean, Pacific Rim was ridiculously dumb. But it was awesome, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was the same sort of same yeah. sort of deal. I mean, I'll watch it for the awesome bits. So, you know, I'll, I'll, watch, it. I'll watch it when looks, it's released. Godzilla looks better than Pacific Rim, though. No, I mean, you guys, you guys have seen it, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I want to see this movie, and it's it feels like one of those movies where if you don't see it in theaters, just don't see it. Like it, this yeah. movie seems like it is going to be a theater experience, kind of like Gravity. Like I feel that way about Gravity. Yeah, it, it'll be fun to watch in theaters, and and I'm definitely going to go see it in IMAX. But yeah, I don't. I don't know that it'll be one that I'm buying on Blu-ray or anything. Yeah, fair enough. On that note, moving on to uh, we'll continue on with Bo, uh, and he's reviewing Amazing Spider-Man Two. Amazing Spider-Man Two. I've heard so many mixed reviews about it, and and me and David have actually talked about this off the air. But I really feel like I would have loved it no matter what, just because I was just I'm just so attached to the the movie the the to the character and. And um, I really didn't want to be disappointed by it so bad that I feel like I would have I would have given it a pretty big pass, <laughs> no matter how it was. Um, but getting that out of the way, I think I really liked it. I don't know if I'm just lying to myself, but uh, I really I really enjoyed it. It's kind of got a it's got a very weird dichotomy. So I'll give you I'm gonna give you uh, the good the the bad first and then the good. Okay, mm-hmm. so. It's got a really unusual dichotomy to it. Like it starts out 
uh, with this sad scene. Now, the scene reminded me a lot of the beginning of the first Star Trek movie. Um, I mean, it's obviously not the same scene, but it's that same kind of impact right at the beginning of the movie. Um, and maybe that was a little, you know, I'm not saying one copied the other, but it's very similar. That's all I'm saying. And then the end of the movie is, you know, and I, if you're a fan of the comics, you know the scene, but it's a very sad scene. And just thinking about it from somebody that's never read the comics, they don't know the story ahead of time. It's, it's an unusual dichotomy where you have this really dramatic scene at the beginning, really dramatic scene the, at the end, but then through the middle, you know, it's very, you know, kind of kid, not kid-friendly, but bubbly and, and upbeat in the middle. And uh, it's almost um, it's almost Avengers-style upbeat, you know, where you could take a kid to see the middle part of the movie. I don't know that necessarily you'd want just any kid seeing the end of the movie, per se. So, I mean... It's kind of it's kind of a weird dichotomy to the movie, but as an adult with no kids seeing it, I enjoyed the movie. I did it did strike me as odd, you know, the first time I watched it. I've already seen it three times now, but the first time I saw it, it did strike me a little odd that like we just come off of the scene in the plane crash in the beginning of the movie, and then the very next scene is just you know this bubbly Spider-Man you know bouncing through the city making jokes and. And saying, hey, watch it here. I'm walking here, you know. And like, uh, but that's kind of the bad side of the movie. The good side of the movie is one thing that's always been important to me about telling the uh, Spider-Man story is that you include, you know, the city's willingness to do good, not just not just Spider-Man's, you know, you know, great power comes great responsibility, and I want to I want to help these people in the city. But also, you, you got to see um, Aunt May in the hospital. You know, she she was having to jump into this role that she was training for um, because, you know, mayhem broke loose at the end of the movie and she's she's having to help people in the hospital. The firemen, they always included the, the firemen in, in a lot of scenes. Like so much of the story was just about, you know, just people helping people and how important that is to society. And Spider-Man represents hope. But the, in real life where we don't have a Spider-Man, that hope lies within, you know, people helping people. And I felt like they, the whole movie's not about that, but that's something that in any Spider-Man story, especially in the comics, um, is, is usually portrayed. And I'm glad that they included it in this movie. David, you saw it, right? Yeah. Give me your opinion on the movie. Okay. Uh, I thought it was terrible. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> Don't hold back. It's, it's, okay, my, my, my biggest problem with it is that it's, it continues the universe that was set in Amazing Spider-Man 1, which I thought was also terrible. Um, but not in a sort of a fanboyish, you know, this is not how Spider-Man should be sort of stuff. I actually totally agree with, with, with you, Bo, about the, how it sort of shows the rest of the city and, you know, people being good people and all sort of stuff. I think that captures it very, very, very well. And I didn't think about that when I was watching it. So, um, that was, that was well, that was well picked up. You're totally right. It does definitely do that. And that's, that's very quintessential sort of Spider-Man type thing. You're right. I I do. I do remember when we talked about it on one of our previous episodes, how you talked, uh, like we actually we talked behind the scenes about what happens at the end and what and for some reason i was shocked by that it was kind of weird i do i do think it was doing it in the second film when there's quite clearly going to be a third film was it was a bit of a mistake it just didn't really have that much of an emotional impact to me mainly i suppose because i you know it, it happens in the comics but also because it's just in the film universe you haven't really gotten to know that particular person very well um yeah in a- and I think that was part of the. I think that was part of the problem. That's another negative thing of the movie to me is that it's pretty much like a chick flick 
wrapped in a superhero story. Yeah. And, and I think the only reason why it is that is because they're trying to make you fall in love with that character so much because they know that they're going to have a tragic ending and they, and they want you to feel that. Yeah. And that's kind of another negative side of the, of the movie that, that I definitely saw. Yeah. It's just, it's the, 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 my, my major problem with it is that it, the tone of it just shifts all over the place. Like it starts off, with, it, I mean, exactly like does. you said, like it starts off with that seriousness. Yeah. Then you have the, this ridiculously CGI'd over the top stuff with Spidey. And then you've got, that's another thing too. I mean, I, hopefully, uh, I, I just, I just, I just, I don't like the the overuse of CGI. Like, there's, I mean, it's clearly not a guy in a suit. He's like completely. Most of the time, you see Spider Man. He is, you know, computer generated, and it just doesn't look natural. And it kind of, and I can see why. I can see it makes sense to do that. Uh, I just, but it just really just sort of. They haven't quite perfected it yet. But, um, but yeah. But then the, the tone sort of shifts all over the place. You've got the slapstick sort of stuff. You got that pretty cool little bit in the building where. Gwen's trying to get away, and Peter helps her out by, you know, yeah. distracting the guards and stuff. Yeah, that's a bit of, bit of comedy, and it all sort of worked. But then you've got like the the uber seriousness of you know Harry and and uh, and there's and there's just no real. You know, I don't really know how you meant to feel about um, Max, so Electro. I just, I mean, it's just not very clear what you meant to think about him. I mean, when he first shows up, he's just an out and out loser. And then you yeah. sort of are you meant to then sort of feel some sympathy for him, even though he's quite clearly deranged before he even becomes a wrecked electro. And then he becomes electro, and then he's a psychopathic killer. And then, but then you're I mean, meant to have I some think, sort of sympathy at the end. I don't know. It's just it's a, it's a bit weird. It's it's, it's it's total shift is just too jarring for me. So here's here's what I thought going in, and I, and I think that it is this way a little bit. Electro to me was the villain that they could put in the preview. Like to me, Electro was their way of having a villain that they could put in all the previews that wouldn't give away that this is the you know finale of the Gwen Stacy story. And I didn't really, going into the movie, I didn't really think Electro was all that important. I think he's an easy villain that you can tell his story quickly and you can kind of put him in and out of the story and it has no real impact to Peter Parker. Mm. Um, but yet it gives you that extra time you need because if you had really complicated villain that you needed all this time to explain his backstory or something, you know, then then they don't have as much time to tell the Gwen Stacy story that they were trying trying to sell. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of see Electro as just a almost a ruse, almost yeah. like so that whenever you see the preview, you don't you know like from t- from dusk till dawn kind of thing, like where you think it's one movie, and then whenever you see it in theaters, it turns out it's something else. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the way I thought of Electro, where he's just this, he's almost an extra villain, like he's not really important to the overall story. Yeah. But he is kind of the big, bad, special effects-driving villain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. He did look awesome. I will give him that. Like, all this... Yeah, he looked all, cool. all the action scenes were, were very, very well done. Oh, yeah. 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 You, know, you know what the problem with the movie is, though? Too much acting. You know, I thought that <laughs> the, uh, movies just shouldn't have acting these days. <laughs> it, really, it really should have just been a big-ass dinosaur. <laughs> Spider-Man versus the dinosaur. <laughs> have, you, have, you seen, have you seen Spider-Man? No. no? Okay. I mean, I've seen the first one, but I haven't seen the second one as yet. Yeah, don't rush, don't rush for it. <laughs> but, uh, I did, but I did really, really like the the fight in the in the tower, uh, which I thought was I thought that was very very cool. I think so. I went and saw the movie with a group of people that didn't know the story going in, and I was excited about the movie, and I didn't reveal it to them, but at the same time. I didn't warn them that this was going to be 
sort of a sad movie. Yeah. And so they they think I'm because ex- I'm like bubbling with excitement. I can't can wait to go see this movie. And like <laughs> I was like a little kid, and um, so they see me so excited, and they think they're ready to watch a movie where Spider Man is just kicking ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and whenever that scene hit. Everybody that was with me just turned and looked at me like with like a shock on their face, <laughs> like you were like you were the one who did it. <laughs> yeah. This is your fault. <laughs> and and uh, John, my boss at work, he he went to go see it, and all week long he kept texting me. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just don't even want to talk about it. Um, and, and so that's another reason I enjoyed it so much was I went and saw it with people that weren't already previously spoiled and. And and they enjoyed it, you know, for what it was, and and so I think maybe that kind of gave me fresh eyes on it too. Yeah. Um, plus, it's always good when, even though, like, I never watch a movie again unless I'm watching it with somebody, and I, you know, unless I'm trying to relive it through their experience. That's about the only time I ever rewatch a movie. So I mean, I don't know. I think that was part of the reason that I enjoyed it better, you know, a lot more than than say you did. To give it a uh, out of five, uh, Luke's, I would say it's got to be a solid three and a half. I think it's at least a three and a half. Just just being a Sony Entertainment Spider Man movie, it gets a three automatically. <laughs> and then because I didn't think it was horrible, I gotta give it that half point. I actually I actually enjoyed it. I don't know that I could give it a four. If it hadn't have been so wonky in the mood of the movie, yeah. I probably would have given it a four out of five. Have you seen the original trilogy? Before yes. they, before they rebooted it? What would you give Spider Man Spider Man three? Oh, Spider-Man 3? Yeah. One out of five. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also a Sony film. You said you said it automatically gets a three. The third, the third Spider-Man <laughs> one, that's the one that had all the different villains. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't like the movie, but I like the idea of all the different villains. Oh, that's interesting. Although you'll be very excited for, for so the uh, next Sinister one, yeah. Six. Yeah. So what would you, you think of the, the bit at the end with the, the Easter egg for the Sinister Six film? Well, I didn't know. So it's not going to be Spider-Man Three, Sinister Six. No. Is it actually going to be? They're making a Sinister Six standalone movie. That's what I. That's what I believe is happening. That's what I've heard from multiple people. Yeah. And uh, I have no idea how that's going to work. Well, who who's going to fight them? Like <laughs> it's a bunch of villains. I don't think it makes any sense. I think they'll actually <laughs> in 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 they Spider-Man always, Three they'll introduce the Sinister Six then. They all just live in an apartment together. It's just. Well, if they go with superior foes of Spider-Man, that's exactly what they'll do. It is basically the basically all of Spider-Man's foes in a sitcom. It's hilarious. It's a great comic. If you're not reading it, uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, check it out. It's awesome. Oh, man, I bumped into Superman the other day. He was a pain in the supermarket. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, a, it's basically like that. In the latest issue of the comic, they're at a like an AA meeting. It's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, I'm a supervillain. Hi. <laughs> and then basically, and then there's the guy who's the looter, like a classic Spider-Man villain, talking about how Spider-Man just beats him up all the time. He doesn't. He's like, why does he keep picking on me? <laughs> it's, it's great stuff. It's because you keep robbing bags, dude. I don't know. It's, it's weird. And they're basically just, they're basically just talking about how the new Spider-Man is so much more violent, and like breaks their bones and stuff, because it's obviously Otto. But uh, yeah, anyway, so cool. That that was a cool review, Bert. Thank you. No problem. Okay, so next up is myself. Now, originally, according to my uh, running sheet, originally I was going to review uh, the movie Pompeii. Uh, but then I thought, why waste my time reviewing that piece of rubbish? Um, and uh, instead, wow. you know, why, why give it any more airtime than it, than it deserves? Because it deserves none. So just a, it's just a very, very quick review. Uh, one out of five. It's terrible. Avoid. 
so instead, I want to review something that's actually good. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, I was listening to another podcast fairly recently, and uh, they were just mentioning some of their all-time favorite comics. And uh, one of them was Day Tripper uh, by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Barr. And to my shame, I've never actually never read that that comic. I just thought it was kind of weird. And they and they the way they talked about it, it just it's it's like a comic that sort of changed their lives. And uh, they specifically mention uh, chapter six and uh, how you know basically how it affected them and stuff like that. And I thought, well, well, you know, I've got to I've got to read this comic. I had I've had it on my shelf, you know, and never actually pulled it down. It was just weird. I don't know why. Uh, but I did, so I just I, I read Day Tripper, and uh, I I agree with every single word they said. is It's an absolutely magnificent work. Basically, it deals with um, Braz Domingos, who uh, is a Brazilian writer. Uh, he's the son of a of a world famous Brazilian writer as well. It's basically it's basically the story of his life and how you know people kind of expect this sort of event to happen in their life that sort of tells them what their life was, was, was about or, or how their life should, should, should go. And so, but in doing that, they kind of miss the little things, the, the little things that make up the, their life. And they, so they miss, they miss the important things in life because it's, it may be like small and inconsequential at the time, but this because, and because they're sort of waiting for like, like the big event, you know what I mean? I'll meet the love of my life or I'll get the dream job or something like that. But they skip over the, the, the sweet, and touching and, and sort of memorable things like their first kiss. The comic is unique in the fact that Brass uh, himself actually dies at the end of each chapter. So at the end end of each issue, he dies. It's but then by the next issue, he's alive again. And it's and for and it could it could really be quite jarring for some people, um, uh, if they didn't sort of really understand what it was about. But and at first, I admit I was kind of the same. I was, I was when, when like he dies at the first, start of the first chapter, and I was like, oh, okay, it was. Obviously, this is it's, we're now going to get everything up until this point. It's, it's kind of classic movie type stuff, you know what I mean? The, the character dies at the start, and then you see which everything. Which I hate. Yeah, which <laughs> then you see everything that reaches after that point. Yeah. yeah, but then, but it turned out that actually wasn't the case at all. He actually dies at the end of every single issue. Now, I don't consider that a spoiler alert um, because it's it's vital to the plot of the uh, plot of the plot of the book that he does that. Um, and it's and I actually think it might actually be helpful for you. So so as long as you expect that, as long as you know that that's going to go, happen going in, um, you might find it a bit easier and a bit more enriching. And I say that because when I when I first read it and I didn't know that and it sort of happened and and I had sort of that that opinion and it turned out that opinion was wrong. And so I just basically just kind of kept going. It didn't affect me the same way that the, that it affected these other guys. Um, you know, I, I, these guys I respect their opinion and and uh, I was quite surprised by. It. I was like, oh well. I don't see the big deal, you know what I mean? I mean, this is this is a a much louded comic. I mean, it was it's an Eisner Award winner for best limited series. It's every single review I researched just thinks it's the greatest thing you know since sliced bread and you know that sort of stuff. And I, just, I when I got to the end of it, I was like, eh, it was good. I just don't really sort of see that you know that it deserves that much praise. But then knowing sort of the, like the the catch to it, I then went back and read it again. It was just amazed by the, by just how different the experience was. Um, I also think it's very important about the state of emotion that you're in at the time when you read it. It's interesting. When I very first read it, I was reading it on the train, and I think that sort of that sort of affected it. Is when I read it again, uh, I'd had pretty horrible day, and uh, and I thought, well, you know, I've got to do some research for the show. It's tomorrow. 
you know, I was like, I better read this comic again just so I know sort of what I'm talking about. And uh, I was quite I was feeling quite depressed, and you know, it, was, it was really weird. But then by the end of the book, I was, I was just, it was, I was uplifted, and I was like, this is amazing, and life is beautiful, and all that sort of stuff. It was just, it was really, really cool stuff. Well, because he died, you felt better because you weren't. Yeah, well, better, better, better him than me. <laughs> I was thinking maybe, maybe they should have a sheet at the front of the book, and they, and it says an instruction like take selfie, take selfie, then. Look at the look at your photo and look at these images. If you similar to any of these images, don't read the book. <laughs> if you look sad like these images, read ahead. No, I do like your sel- I do like your selfie idea. Take a selfie before you read it for the first time, and then a selfie after, after you've finished, and just photos. and see the, the 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 look of shock on your face of just how awesome this story is. And it really is. It's. I mean. I mean, when I when I really really like something, I, I tend to sort of overpraise things. I sort of I sort of really lavish the praise on them. Um, like yeah, one of our, a previous episode where I where we reviewed Master and Margarita, which I think is genius, and you know gave it five out of five. And so I'm quite I'm quite conscious of that fact. But I just I really I really have to say that just the the effect that this book had on me um, is it was amazing, and it really is magnificent. And uh, I, I just really, I'm, I'm kicking myself that I didn't read it earlier. So I, I implore you to give it a go. It's, uh, it really is worth it. It deserves the, the, the praise that it gets. And you know, you never know. Uh, read it twice. You may have the same sort of reaction I did. But, uh, as for rating, I give it. It's four and a half out of five. Easy. Does it explain why he has to die after every chapter? Do you find out why, or is it just part of the story? It doesn't really explain it, but it does sort of allude to it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it without giving too much of a yeah, way. Cool, you know what enough. I mean? So it's just. I wouldn't say there's. It's important that he dies at the end of each issue, but it it does make a lot of sense when it gets to the end. And it's like wow. It's it's a wake up call to actually just to look around you and just appreciate life for what it is now instead of waiting for the next big thing to happen because your life is already happening now. Read it with um, while you're in an emotional state and a box of tissues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. I was gonna say I've heard about this. Yeah, I've heard about Day Tripper, and, and I'm gonna have to check it out. And um, there's a there's a quote I heard in a it's a documentary actually where they interview. I can't remember what it's called, but if you Google this, you'll probably find it. There's a documentary where they interview um, janitors at uh, universities and museums. And there's a quote in the documentary that's a quote from somewhere else, but it's kind of the theme of the documentary that says, um, the foolish man seeks happiness in the distance while the wise man grows it under his feet. And it kind of seems like the theme of that of yeah. that comic, you know? That's it. Hit, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I did check it out. You can get it in, it's, it's available in trade. It's from Image. Uh, you can get it in uh, just trade paperback. And you go, there's also a new deluxe version that just came out. All right, that was awesome. Uh, great bunch of reviews. Let's move on to... The, the bit Ren's very excited about. He's like, he's moved forward in his seat. He's very excited. Contest of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Okay, so for this uh, edition of Contest of Champions, we've titled it Clash of the Slashes, which was Ren's idea. Very cool. Mm, Better thanks. than mine. Zero killer showdown. That's pretty boring. <laughs> And uh, so this one we got uh, our, we got quite a lot of good feedback about the uh, the bounty hunter fight that we had from uh, episode ninety, um, and uh, I thought maybe it was a little bit unruly with having so many people, but people loved it. So uh, you, the listener, you dictate what happens on this show. We are your slaves, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so this one. So we're going to have another one. Uh, so for this one, we're going to have Freddie 
versus Jason versus Michael versus Chucky. And we're also going to throw in Cassie Hack from the comic Hack Slash. So it's going to be a bit of fun. Now, uh, as our regular, regular listeners will know, I've got a scenario written out for it. Now, unlike my normal scenarios, which <laughs> take a couple of seconds, this one's like a page. I'm very, very excited. I'm very proud of it. And then we'll get into the fight itself. Okay, you ready? Teenager Jenny is having trouble sleeping. She is plagued by nightmares of a hideously scarred figure with knives for fingers. Her friend recommends a comic called Hack Slash, which is about a young woman who kicks all kind of ass and travels the USA killing serial killers. Jennifer is blown away by how cool Cassie is and tries to stay awake all night to read it, but eventually falls asleep. As soon as she falls asleep, the nightmare man appears and chases after her. She runs and finds a hiding spot. She's scared out of her mind, but then thinks, what would Cassie do? Then to her surprise, Cassie Hack appears beside her. Don't worry, Jenny, we'll show this freak he's messing with the wrong girls. They step out to confront the nightmare man and we get a good look at him. It is, of course, Freddy Krueger. Jenny recoils in horror, but Cassie doesn't seem phased. Hey, pizza face, welcome to loser town, population you. Cassie attacks Freddy, who at first is a bit surprised, but quickly recovers and starts to gain the upper hand. Jenny retreats back to the hiding spot and starts to panic, but then Cassie is beside her again. She's bruised, but, but smiling. I've got this place figured out, she whispers into Jenny's ear. Now stay behind me and be ready for anything. <laughs> this is terrible. She grabs her hand and they both step out of the hiding spot to come face to face with Freddy Krueger. Hey, freak, Cassie says. You think you're so tough against two girls, but how about some freaks like you? She turns to Jenny. Now! Jenny scrunches her face in concentration and there are three shimmering shapes surrounding Freddy. Then suddenly they materialize into Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers and Chucky. Cassie smiles a wicked grin. Now let the party begin. She grabs Jenny's hand and they run off, leaving a very pissed off group of killers behind. The battle begins. That worked a lot better on the page. <laughs> it reads well. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even try to put on any like, girl voice or anything. Hopeless. Anyway. Oh, sorry, I thought you were. No, oh, oh, <laughs> this guy. I like it. It was good. Cool. So uh, I hope you like that little bit of uh, that was good. radio narration. I've missed my calling. I should have been on radio. So yeah. So Cassie Hack. Um, for those who don't read the, the Hack Slash comic, it's by uh, Tim Seeley, and basically deals with a non supernaturally enhanced girl, Cassie, who uh, who travels around uh, uh, travels around mainly USA with her friend Vlad, uh, killing serial killers, and the majority of them are sort of like you know, the sort of the classic movie type serial killers. So they are supernaturally enhanced in some way, or there's you know some sort of nightmare type thing. So if you can imagine, she's basically Buffy, but without the powers. And she's, and it's pretty, she's pretty cool. She's, she's got that, you know, that kick-butt attitude, and she dresses like a punk and lots of the cool. So we'll have a link in the show notes to who she is. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, of course, uh, Freddy Krueger shouldn't need any, uh, any introduction, but uh, he is uh, the master of the nightmare from the Nightmare on Elm Street films. He was basically burnt alive in, in real life, so uh, he, he's, he's hideously scarred, and he can control nightmare and dreams and stuff like that. Um, so within a night within a nightmare realm, he's basically all powerful, uh, but he still still till it stands to get beaten every now and again, mainly because of his own stupidity. He's not the smartest tool in the shed. Jason Voorhees from the Friday the Thirteenth movies uh, is you know, the, the classic huge dude hockey mask type guy. Uh, Michael Myers is from the Halloween films. And Chucky, the killer, demonic-possessed <laughs> doll. So, uh, possessed by the serial killer, Billy Ray 
Billy. I, I like. The, I want to say Billy Ray Cyrus, but that's not what it is. <laughs> I thought it was Charles. Charles yeah. something. Techie, Ch- Charles Charles Ray or something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, it, but uh, yeah. So he's basically <laughs> Billy he's Ray little, Cyrus. We'll yeah, Billy Ray. We'll go with Billy Ray Cyrus. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. He's he's, uh, he's possessed and uh, oh, it's Charles Lee Ray. There you go. And uh, yeah. goes around uh, trying to kill kill people, looking like a little doll. He's, uh, as you do. he's very very as you do as you do as you do. Uh, so there's so there's the scenario. So Cassie and uh, Jenny have, have made their escape, and uh, Freddy is surrounded by those three killers. They're not pleased. What do you reckon, Red? Where do we go? Well, I actually think if Cassie stayed, she would win. What? No, Cassie's run away. I know. She's Don't change away. the scenario. No, but if she stayed, she'd win because this is what she does. Okay. Because the bad guys here, they're used to chasing people who have no powers and run away screaming. Yeah. They're not used to really facing yeah. anyone that can actually give them a challenge. Right. So someone who's actually dealt with this kind of stuff before would actually outthink them. So you don't think Cassie should run away? She we, should stay there? We'll say it. that she's run, All but right, I reckon so. she would have won. Well, no, no, no. Well, just because she's run doesn't mean she can't come back into the fight. Well, because she would, you would think that she yeah. would put them all in there to distract each other. Yeah. Well, that's, well that's, then she um, then comes up with her little plan on how to finish them off. Awesome. I'm glad. Them. I'm glad you got it. That's well. That's basically basically how I wanted. I sort of I sort of see it going. I say they'll fight each other and uh, sort of weaken each other, and then she comes in. Yeah. And takes him out. If it was the month, it was only the bad guys only. I'd have to pick Freddy Krueger because they're in his world. Mm-hmm. These guys just run around or whatever just to kill people. Yep. They just, they just think of how well, they can get to the next person. Where Freddy designs where you are. Right. He, he, he manipulates everything. I reckon he'll outsmart them. Really? Well, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But but <laughs> we're also not just in Freddy's world. We're in Ginny's world because she's obviously in control, in control of the dream enough to produce you know Jason, Chucky, and Casey. Yeah. But another another point I'd like to point out is that you know, one thing that we do when we're doing these contests of champions is we, it was we do take into account what's happened to the characters and the lore that we know. Yep. And in the in the case of these characters, all of them are used to losing except for Casey Hack um, because they they've they've all died in all these movies and they've all been beaten by regular people. Yeah. Um, and Casey Hack hasn't. She's used to beating these people. You know. So I mean, I think that out of out of the slashers. You're right, Freddie has the upper hand. But I think ultimately, Mrs. Hack would win. But with that part with the, um, it's Jenny's world, in, uh, I think it's the second Nightmare on Elm Street, that they work it out. I think it's the second or third one, they work it out. Yeah. And they start manipulating stuff. Yeah, it's the third one, Dream uh, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but then Freddie just turns it on him. Yeah. And he starts messing with him. I just love the scenes. <laughs> like the kid pretends to be a wizard. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he just turns it on him. And, you know, he, so he takes him by surprise, but he, he does work it out. Yeah, so I think that's the, that's the theory of Freddy. He's shown that even though he can be defeated, because like, he thinks he's all-powerful in this, in this sort of nightmare realm, but um, it's proven often time and again that he's actually not if you've got someone with enough, with enough will. And Cassie, let's face it, she's all about the will. Mm. So it's, I, I mean, I, I'm with she, it. And it's what she does. It's what she does, yeah. So I do like both things that they're just they're, they're so used to losing. I like that. <laughs> they're not afraid. They're not afraid to lose, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, I actually agree with everything you guys are saying, and I was prepared for this. I was prepared for for everybody to say that uh, we're because we're in Freddy's world that we, that that, that, that Freddy would basically win. Let's. How could you beat him, really? So, uh, so what I want to what I want to happen is during the fight, I'm, I think Chucky would sort of take a step back because he's at a disadvantage. He's only like one foot tall <laughs> versus everybody else, and uh, 
And as as has been shown in the Freddy versus Jason film, mm-hmm. we're actually going to pull all of these guys out of the dream world into reality. Yeah. I, well, they've done it before. And I think in the first one, they killed Freddy and he came back. Yeah. I think he would still do it. You still think Freddy's the, the guy? Yeah. So if we, if we pull them... So during the fight, so there's this mad fight oh. going on. Freddy's, you know, using sort of his illusions and stuff and the slash. And he's not afraid to get up and close and personal. You know, they're all hacking at it. And then Cassie and Jenny, like, so just like, like Bo said, Jenny, this is Jenny's dream as well. They <laughs> pull them into reality. Or it could be more of a three, stu- a four stooges, but in, in, with monsters. Cause they'll just be sta- sta- standing around a circle, just stabbing each other <laughs> and sharing, like, be like a, to the end of the, to the end of time, we'll just be stabbing each other, wondering why everyone's not dying. Boink. <laughs> oh, you dirty rat. <laughs> Hilarious. That would be gold if that's what it And that would be Hack's solution, is put a bit of box together, and for the rest of the time, they're just trying to slash each other. <laughs> so, basically, you don't want to see you don't, you don't want to see Cassie fight the boy. She's, she's, we're just going to basically just trap him in the dream world somewhere. Oh, uh, well, she'll outsmart them, but... Yeah, because yeah, if you can't kill them, you just... Yeah, like monkey, you put him under a rock, and you put a thing on it, and just leave him there. <laughs> the nature of monkey was irrepressible. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this has actually turned out to be probably the quickest of the Connors of Jam. Is that well, how, is well, that how I, you want to go? Um, how, do, how do you I, see the snow rigger? Well, I had an idea, though. Okay. Because um, on um, the 42 Geek Sheet, uh, Rod and I were talking about coming up with new TV series, because all these TV series come up with an idea for one. Cool. And this contest of champions, or this class of slashes, gave me an idea. Yeah. Gotcha. Is why not have a TV series with these bad guys in it? And they realise to a point that they can't kill each other. Yeah. So they break off a state into their own sections. Right. So if you go in this area, your monster's Kruger. If you go in this area, your monster's Jason. And then you can have cross stories where people try and get away from Kruger into this one. He gets upset and they'll cross each other's lines and occasionally fight. Okay. <laughs> that's my difference. <laughs> and that's what this spawned in my head. <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right, so this is, this is interesting. So you're basically saying that the contest of champion doesn't actually there's no ultimate winner because they split off into their own sort of fiefdoms medieval sort of they style split they, the, they uh, split I'll take these people I want to kill them you kill them you play with them <laughs> so it's like a if team up if you can't beat them you join them right? <laughs> what do you so think Bo? <laughs> okay yeah I like that idea <laughs> so basically basically there's there's no winner if they win we lose unless we stick to the whole it's Jenny's world yeah. Right? And Jenny makes them think that they're doing that. Oh, that's awesome. So, to, Genius. so Cassie and Jenny would actually save the world by making them think that they're in their own place killing people. That's it. We're going with that. Bro, you have any objections to that? <laughs> All right. So we'll no, incorporate... Like it kind of sounds like the Scarlet Witch or something. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. So, all right. We're going we're gonna to incorporate that idea. So Jenny, Jenny and Cassie sort of combine their wills. We go with Ren's TV show idea. They've split. So they're basically, they trap them in the dream world forever, but they don't know they're trapped. But the danger for people is if you fall asleep and think about it, you could actually go across into that world. Oh, all right. Well, there we go. We're going to declare the winner. We're going to declare the winners, Cassie and Jenny, by uh, outsmarting the villains and trapping them in the dream world. This is rife for a sequel. We can have a sequel to this, mm. of the and where they realise they're in the dream and they come out. I've got an idea for that, so I can... All right, cool. So let's uh, move on to Azerothian times. I probably should have, I probably should have had uh, a sort of thing at the start 
warning people that Azerothian times is going to take a while because <laughs> we're all because we're all blizzard zombies. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a blizzard freak. I used to say wow freak, but I'm more of a blizzard freak. Yeah, now. yeah I've now become a blizzard freak. I'm, yes. I'm totally with you. Cool. All right. Well, uh, as our special guest, let's uh, start with yourself. Well, I've done the I've done the quad plus one, <laughs> which is <laughs> That's what? what I'm calling it. Uh, well, playing well, of course, not as much as I used to. Because, hmm. um, like you were saying the other day, you get so many nineties and there's so much to do. Yeah. You just give up a little bit. So I've got my main. I do a few things with. Yeah. But I've been playing Hearthstone. Cool. Um, we're playing Diablo three. Yep. And just for the um, giggles, I did a little bit of Starcraft. Oh wow! <laughs> They've got their hooks into you. Right? Oh yeah, I love That's it insane. because I was looking at board games actually, and the the plus one is I got the World of Warcraft board game recently. Yep. Which I played for the first time. A couple of weeks ago. Cool. So I played that again the other day. So in this week, I've played all four computer games plus the board game. <laughs> and the reason I was in the StarCraft is because I saw the StarCraft board game. And I thought, oh, that'll be interesting to get. But um, it looks like it's very rare and very expensive. I decided yeah. to leave that one go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, for me, leveling now is a little painful. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. I wouldn't mind maybe it gets sped up even more. You get heirlooms and that, but you've got to get the heirlooms for that particular person. Yeah. But yeah, leveling up. i got a monk who's sitting at 17... And I'm deciding if I'm going to boost him up or not. Yeah. Because I just can't be bothered. See, monks are fun to level, though, so they're cool. Well, the thing is, all my characters on the Alliance side, yeah. they've got a, um, a Horde guild. Yeah. So I could never be bothered leveling on the other side faction. Ah, see, in that so case. So I've got two accounts. So I've already boosted one up, Mako, my druid. Yeah. He's already up to 90. Cool. <laughs> and I've got one more to boost. I'm not sure if I should do another Horde or my monk. Yeah. But yeah. I boosted a rogue the other week. And instantly regretted it. Like, instantly. I was like, why the hell did I do this? I took a few weeks and decided which one I was going to boost. I I think the way to go is level to 60 and then boost from 60 to 90. Yeah. Because the area from 60 to 70 is like the oldest part of the game that's still there. It's funny questing, though, because you remember the quest. Because I I played since, you know, you played some classics since. I don't know how many years ago. It's quite a while now. Was it like, it's like eight nine, years? Yeah, eight yeah, years or something. Yeah, yeah. So when you know, do redo yeah. these quests, I start to remember some of them. Yeah. And you go, oh, I remember that. And they've cut some down, make them shorter and that. And, but yeah. I, 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 I have been uh, leveling a little, little bit lately because uh, I just I enjoy it. I enjoy that part of the game. I, I like the old days. I always loved the old days when it was 40 of us in Molten Core. Yeah. You know, and you spend four nights in a row yeah. for like six hours just yeah. trying to get past the second boss or something and now you can solo it well now yeah well, well now you just do LFR and you just do it all in one night and just face palm a little bit but you're uh, alright bloody LFR it's hilarious <laughs> you, mean, you mean tourist mode yeah tourist mode <laughs> Yeah. There, was, there was one guy in LFR the other day he was, he, was, he, was, he was a good kid I didn't mind him but he was funny at least but he, he just flat out admitted yep just bought this 90, never played before in my life. This is my second day. I'm in a raid. You can tell <laughs> I don't, I don't know say what, that. What does this button do? Oh, <laughs> Normally, don't people that. Yeah. yeah, like I'm actually glad that he, he admitted that. Like yeah. most, most of the time, you don't realize until you're like, oh, we've wiped a few times and the tank has all 489 gear. <laughs> I think he's a boost. <laughs> yeah. And people were ragging on him. I'm like, leave him alone. At least, I mean, at least he admitted it. Yeah. Like, unlike half of you who are probably all in the same situation. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that all you got? Um, oh, you've got half stone. Being, you know, it's, it's hard to pick a class. I keep changing. Yeah. My current one, Shaman, is my favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can say that. Shaman I, and Pally, but Shaman seems to be doing well for me. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy Pally. I'm not a big shaman fan. I do enjoy Pally, but my I, I I have the most success with Mage. 
I love my mage. Go up at my in WoW, my main is a mage. Yeah. So I guess at the heart, I like my Hearthstone mage. Yeah. And they seem to have that awesome fireballs. Yeah. That you just keep him in reserve. Yeah, yeah. And when their health is down to a certain point, you just go well played. <laughs> and you do that first, like guess what's coming? Are you are you one of those? Well, I hate those people that say well played before they kill you. It's like, it really frustrates me. Yeah. It really, really annoys me. Well, I'm one of those people that annoy you then. Yeah, it's probably you. No, because you want to do because you want to say thanks for the game. Because once you kill them, people just leave. Yeah. Just say, and it all gets all funny. So you just say, look, well played, thanks. So, yeah. But I see completely different. I see it more as a, you suck. He's, yeah, a, he's, a, fire, like a, he's a fireball to your face. It's like a checkmate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's pretty much me. I mean, it's just been wowing out in every single way. And Diablo 3. Yeah. I only play it in hardcore mode at the moment. Yeah. And the character's been going for a year now. And you know what hardcore mode is? Is yeah. that if you if die, you die, you, you, you die, die. That's it. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing. Is yeah. What's what's your character's name? Is uh, it? Rage Chicken. Rage Chicken. <laughs> so it's your quest. So we, we talked about it on the episode that we're all, it was on for two gigs. So this guy's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He's, that's um, cool. Level seventy, Paragon thirty-three. That's awesome. I haven't died once. That's mad. Because <laughs> I never would have done hardcore, but my friend Ryan challenged me. He said, like, you know, mate, you got to do it. And yeah. I'm too chicken. <laughs> So I come up with the name Rage Chicken, and um, yeah, and it's been a year now. Cool, well, that's, that's a good segue to me, because I'm in the Diablo 3 at the moment now, and uh, I'm playing a monk. Monks are the best. Yeah. Monks are awesome, man. So uh, I just love the, just the random stuff he says as he's, as he's walking along, it's ridiculous stuff. That's cool. Who do, who's your uh, follower? Who do you usually follow? Oh, uh, the uh, Templar. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm playing hardcore mode, Yeah. so the monk heals himself. Yeah. And I do abilities that every time I use spirit, I heal myself. And the Templar, I got everything that he will taunt off me or protect yeah. me. Same. Because if I die, I that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not playing hard hardcore monk, but the Templar. I, I actually started with the Templar with my monk because he was also. I just like. I think he's cool. Um, but I've actually now just changed to the Scoundrel because because yeah. I'm because I'm Malay and Scoundrel can sort of sit back and yeah. and do the the range stuff. So be handy. Yeah, but uh, and I've, I've but I've started a demon hunter. She's with the Templar because he runs in and, and she's the Malay. So it'll, that's pretty you know, cool. It works, it works out. And, well. and you're used to like being able to stand back and hit your targets because yeah. some people don't know to hit the button. So when you're clicking a mouse, it doesn't move you forward. Yeah, you hold shift. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people don't know that. And, and, and they like get frustrated. Yeah, and then you just, and she, she suddenly, she, like you're sitting, you're picking off targets one by one from a target, and then suddenly she runs forward into the fray, and you're like, what the no. hell did you do that for? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, yeah, I read, I read the, I read the tips, <laughs> hold shift. Uh, in WoW, uh, I finally got my uh, Onyx Cloud Serpent, my Shadow Pan Cloud Serpent, which was cool. It took me bloody ages of doing the dailies and stuff, but uh, I finally got him, so that was cool. He's not as cool as Bo's one, because Bo's got the one that drops from uh, Hulong. From like, Hulong, yeah. Bloody bastard. But uh, <laughs> he's not as cool as that one. First time, like the first time we killed Hulan. I know you didn't even expect. You're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you. I've been. I've seriously killed Hulong. I don't know. I've, I've killed Hulan so many times; it's insane, and uh, it's never You'd be dropped. for it too Never long. ever dropped. Anyway, it's ridiculous. I've actually got characters that are just sitting there where Hulan spawns. I just log into me. I'm going to try again. and get it now. Oh. <laughs> if you, if you get it, I'm going to be pissed. Just to link it to you. <laughs> and the War Crimes novel uh, by Christy Golden has come out. So, uh, Bo, you've, you've uh, read that one yet? Yeah, I'm in chapter like seven or eight. I'm pretty far in. It's uh, it's it's pretty cool, you know. I don't know the lore of WoW like I should really. I feel like if if you 
if you know the lore of WoW really good, you you would enjoy the book probably more than I am. But but the good thing about the book is they go over a lot of important lore. So they kind of retell a lot of those stories because the premise is that Garrosh Hellscream, after the events of uh, Siege of Orgmar, is being held in Shadowpan Monastery, and they're basically like put him on trial, and and it's 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 like an American courtroom. Like it's I don't know why this would be in uh in the world of Azeroth, but they're pretty much like you know you know judging him just like he were in court, and um they're not trying to uh you know prove whether he's innocent or not because I mean obviously you know Garrosh did the things that they're accusing of, but um they're trying to decide his fate. It's a pretty cool story. I'm digging it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. That's that's the review. <laughs> that's the review. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how to. Well, a, I don't know how to review it until I finish it. But yeah. it's not. You know, it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not the best book I ever read or anything. But it's um. <laughs> Is Lord of the Rings it, the best it, book you ever read? Uh, well, I never uh, read actually all of Lord of the Rings. I okay. read the first book whenever I was in school, and then the movies came out, and I was like, bump this, I'm just going to watch the other two movies. <laughs> that is a smart decision, man. It gets gets rid of all the Legolas poetry. Oh, shut up, dude. Yeah, right at the time that I was reading them, uh, the movies came out, and really I was like, all right, well, well I guess I'm not going to finish these books then. I'll just watch the movie. In, in World of Warcraft right now, I've been, um, I'm actually playing my warrior and I'm getting a tanking set and putting together a tanking set because I've been, um, I've been raiding with a, a new flex team. Uh, right now we have a tank that's way, you know, way overgeared and he's just kind of helping us out until, uh, until we find a tank and, and I think I'm going to try to tank as an off tank on my warrior. So cool. I'm putting together a set on that right now. That's awesome. Cool. Well, the other uh, Azerothian time thing we want to go through is uh, the upcoming patch 6.0, which is uh, the sort of thing they do before they release a new expansion. They release a patch for it that sort of prepares, adds some of the information for it and sort of prepares you for it. Uh, there's quite a few changes in it. Uh, it's uh, it caused a bit of controversy, but uh, we won't go into it in too much detail. But uh, basically they're going to uh, convert how the Siege of Ogamar works. Uh, they're also going to start uh, something that I've talked about for a while called Stat Squish. Uh, Bo's actually mentioned it before on the show, so where they they they're not going to change how much damage you do. They're just going to change how, what the numbers represent. So instead of doing twenty billion points of damage, they're going to change it to you know two thousand points of damage. So it's still going to be exactly the same in terms of the effect. It just won't have these huge numbers on the screen, which let's face it, just sort of. You, like you go it blind was, looking at these. Things. It was stuffing up their figures in the background. Yeah, it just looks it looks weird. But uh, so they're going to sort of reduce all that sort of stuff. Um, that's a good idea, I think. Yeah, for sure. There's uh, hit and expertise are going to be removed off items. They're going to re- get rid of those two stats. Uh, so they'll replace them. So anything that's got hit and expertise on it are going to be replaced with you know other useful type stats. Uh, the new group finder tool will become available, uh, which will help uh, players create and find groups for normal and heroic uh, Siege of Argument. The Siege of Agrimar achievements will be relabeled uh, to correspond with the new uh, raid. There's new a new difficulty called Mythic, uh, which is a 20-player uh, raid size. It's uh, fixed at 20 players, so they're going to change some of the achievements to sort of correspond with that, so Heroic uh, and Mythic sort of types of them. Uh, if you've already got those achievements, they'll, they'll be you know retrospectively changed. The Feats of Strength Ahead of the Curve and Cutting Edge... Uh, will cease to be obtainable, which makes perfect sense. And the the Corcoran Warwolf, uh, which which you got when you got the feet of strength ahead of the curve, 
uh, will cease to be obtainable. So if you want a Corcoran Warwolf, now's the time to go and get that bad boy. Uh, and the drop rate of heirloom weapons from Garrosh on normal, heroic, and mythic difficulties will be significantly increased. Um, if oh. you don't already have a heirloom, one of the heirlooms that drops from him, uh, if you don't have one, you will be have you have a hundred percent chance to get one. Uh, well, at least at least a hundred percent chance for one to drop. Depends on how your 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 loot roll thing goes. Uh, but they'll they'll go from there. Uh, and there's there's a few other things that are that are happening as well. But that's they're the the major things. So. But, but I guess the major thing, the major thing is that if you want that uh, wolf, then to get into siege. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for Azerothian times. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with uh, coming soon. Uh, in Australian cinemas on May twenty second, we get the Selfish Giant, the Babadook, and most importantly, X Men: Days of Future Past. I don't know anything about the Salvage Giant, but uh, the Bubba Duke is an Australian horror film, which is pretty cool. Very, it's quite a, they're kind of rare, uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. And uh, and of course, you know, X Men: Days of Future Past, which is going to be it looks pretty good out of this world. Yeah, it looks awesome. So uh, really looking forward to that. In America, but we'll have all right. Let's see. We actually don't have a lot, honestly. Blended. I'm not sure what Blended is, and uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. So, uh, cool. So yeah, like X-Men Day, that'll be the big release for us. Yeah, awesome. We'll be reviewing that on the show. Uh, before we before we just finish off, I just want to ha- give a quick plug. Uh, so it's called Alrin, the Chronicles of Vordeen, and uh, it's available now. It's only like it's less than four dollars. You can just send it send it straight to your Kindle. So uh, so check it out. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we're actually going to have uh, an interview with him uh, and sort of talk about the book in a in a future episode so yeah so check it out our ring chronicles of the vordine we'll have a link in the show notes where you can uh, grab that one so uh that's it that's it for episode 92 i just want to thanks to ren for, for joining us it was a lot of fun yeah, it's it's awesome being great stuff uh if you want to hear more of ren and, uh, and his friend ron and uh on 42 geek street uh which you can check out at iTunes and Podomatic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so check it out. So it's also they're also at forty uh, two geekstreet.com. So uh, check it out. Uh, and if you want to hear any more of Young Bo, you can do so at ECNradio.com. Yep, and you can also check out NCP, ECN, Bo's other uh, awesome podcast, Talk the Walk, which I guest starred on a couple of episodes ago. Check it out. Uh, it's their best one. At uh, at uh, <laughs> undercastnetwork.com. And maybe we should start the new show in bed with Bo, a new video YouTube channel. <laughs> I like, I, that's, a, that's an awesome segue. NCP does have uh, our own uh, N- uh, YouTube channel now called NCP TV, NCP hyphen TV. So if you go to U- uh, YouTube.com and type in NCP hyphen TV, you can check it out. We've got a couple of videos there uh, already. And uh, hopefully soon we'll have uh, in bed with Bo a yeah. series of interviews. Yeah, in with, bed with, with Bo. With Bo in a bed series. interviewing people. That'd be awesome. That would a be awesome. Of erotic interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Scintillating. So that's it. So uh, thanks very much for listening to Nine Two. Uh, thank you once again for Ren for joining us. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Bo, for skyping in from the from Myrtle Beach. And thanks to you, the listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.
www.nerdculturepodcast.com. And email. Feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Twitter. At nerdculturecast. Now you can also Skype us uh, on Nerd Culture Podcast, and you can rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget, we also have our Amazon affiliate widget on our website that uh, you can go, use to go through and purchase things through Amazon uh, with your own with your own account. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a, a, a slice of the profits and um, a very small slice, but a slice nonetheless. It makes uh, us happy, and uh, which you know helps us uh, produce the show and uh, various other stuff. But also, it's just it's awesome. So if uh, if you could use that, that would be awesome. And thank you for listening.